What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. I am feeling good today. It is a Saturday afternoon. I am chilling in my house, just, you know, feeling feeling good. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. So I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week. You know, I have this kind of ongoing ideas list and a lot of times I pull from it, but sometimes I kind of just come up with something that I feel like talking about that day or that week. And this one for some reason just came to me. So today we're going to be talking about settling versus thriving. Something that really feels just like personal and something that I feel like we can probably all relate to. So today we are going to be talking about uh, situations in which I have settled. Also some real life situations in which we all might, you know, not even maybe realize that we're settling, but you can kind of look back years or months later and be like, damn, like I really was settling in that place that I was in, in that friendship, in that relationship, in that career, you know, period in my life. So yeah, that's kind of what I felt compelled to talk to you guys about today. So we're going to get into that. And then towards the end, we are going to take you guys's situations and questions and talk about some of those that you guys submitted on Instagram. So let's just go ahead and start off with our reviewer of the week. And I believe her name is Cosette which is a cool name. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, And Cosette says, freaking love this podcast. Even though we've never met, I honestly feel like I'm best friends with Lindsay just from listening to her talk so often. Her podcasts are such a perfect chill vibe and I always listen to her while doing my makeup or driving home from work. (laughs) Um, I love this short little sweet review. I love listening to podcasts also while I'm doing dishes, doing my makeup, getting ready, stuff like that. So I really appreciate this review, Cosette. You are the reviewer of the week and of course we will have a new one next week. You guys know what to do. And as of recording this, I'm at 499 reviews. So who's going to be number 500, you guys? (laughs) Maybe I'll be the reviewer of the week next week. Now let's go ahead and get into our bops and flops of the week. Starting off with flops as I do, my main flop of the past week is kind of just feeling, realizing that I'm feeling a little bit less motivated and inspired than usual. And that doesn't mean that I'm like not wanting to create. And I always want to create. And I mean, genuinely, like if I had some weird period where I was like really, really just not motivated, not inspired at all, I probably just like wouldn't post for a little while, but, um, it's more I know that I'll I'll bounce back. Um, it's just more that I feel like I'm not super on track with like everything right now, and I feel a little bit just. It's almost like not even a stress thing. It's kind of more of like a self. You know when you have like that self guilt of not being on top of everything, I guess. So I have a lot. I have a lot of that, and I feel that so often. And it would be nice to let myself not feel that. But you know, I feel like we're our own worst, worst critics a lot of the time. And we often can think that these things, these things matter so much, even more than maybe other people even think that they matter, you know? So that's my overall flop of the week. But it's not the end of the world. We are going to bounce back and maybe next week, my bop, one of my bops will be the complete opposite of that, that I am just on top of all my shit, really motivated. But I think, you know, everyone can relate to feeling not motivated sometimes. But moving on to my bops, I have definitely had a really amazing past week. So overall, just the past week since I last recorded has been a total bop. My first actual bop that I wrote down is basically just my dating life. Um, I just feel so excited, I guess, and so um, fulfilled right now, and it just feels really good. So um, I'm trying to really just feel all of the good feelings of that because seriously, this whole year I've been like so confused. I feel like I've either been like led on and disappointed, or I've just been like confused or honestly like going kind of along with the theme of this episode like in general I do feel like I 
one of my common themes that maybe some of you guys, I don't know, can relate to in dating situations is like settling. And it's kind of weird because it's like, I never go into a situation. Like I would never like start liking someone and like want to continue something with them and like accept that that would be like settling for me but it's kind of weird because you can realize when like something just isn't working out and then you look back you know when you don't like that person anymore and you're like what the fuck like I why did I even want why did I even like want that then it just wasn't meant to work out like honestly settling I just feel so amazing the past like month in my romantic life and um I am gonna keep most of the other details to myself um I definitely share a little bit more of dating personal life stuff on my patreon I do like juicy q a's on there and um I did a secret vlog on there the other week where I kind of talked in more detail about uh dating life and stuff like that so if you ever want like more details that is definitely the place that I share Um, a little bit more than I do on my more public platforms, but we will leave the bop there. And who knew if you had told me like a month and a half ago that one of my bops was going to be that I was like thriving in my romantic dating life. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be so excited, but I'd be like, really? I genuinely do feel like if I hadn't had said, no, I'm not going to like entertain this particular situation anymore or I'm not going to continue talking to this person because it's not everything that I want so if I had you know if I hadn't like left certain situations that I was like half fulfilled you know situations where people were not meeting me 50 50 and I was honestly just settling because oh I liked the attention or oh like they're a really nice person maybe they're not good at um communicating or maybe they're not gonna give me me what I actually want, but I'm still going to like entertain the idea. So I was definitely, you know, caught up in that kind of stuff for a while. And it's, it's hard. It's harder to honestly leave something like that. And without something big happening, you know what I mean? There's no like real reason why, I mean, there is a reason, right? Like you're not getting what you need and you're not completely fulfilled and you're not thriving. Right. So, um, but it is hard to leave situations like that and stop entertaining something like that. And I can really, really relate to that. That's something that I'm not good at. So having to, you know, close doors and move on from people and not entertain people that aren't going to be able to give you exactly what you need, you know, it might sound easy, but a lot of times it is not easy, but I do genuinely, like I can, right now I can like look back and be like okay the reasons like I wasn't getting what I needed from those people was because I needed to close that door to be able to make the space for someone who can give me that even if it's months years whatever down the road like entertaining that old stuff will never bring you what you actually want and need if you already have accepted and you know that that person is not going to be able to probably give you what you need. So, (laughs) woo, I'm just kind of giving, I'm talking to myself like two, three months ago, like Lindsay, I wish I could just tell you, just like, don't entertain it. Okay. Now that I talked about that one for like a million years, let's move on to my next bop, which is I took a little social media detox. Is that even a word? Like a social media break. Actually, it was just from Instagram. I was still on Twitter. I'll tell you guys the truth. I've never really taken a full reel, you know, off of everything social media detox. So I started with just one app (laughs) because I didn't think I could do cold turkey. You know what I mean? Like set yourself up for success. If you don't think that you're going to be able to you know, completely cut out everything like that, which that was not realistic for me. My like daily screen time. I mean, I, I'm just going to say it. I talked about it a little bit last week. My average daily screen time was getting up to like six hours and I sleep for like nine, 10 hours a day usually. So you think about how many hours are left in the day, about 14. And six of those on average I was spending 
on my phone, like straight up. And that, that's basically half, half of my entire day. That doesn't leave very many hours that I wasn't just staring at my phone. So, um, that is what led me to being like, you know what, when was the last time I just like, didn't spend an hour or two on Instagram every single day? You know, like this is add Lindsay, add up all those hours. And that is like days, days, days of your life just scrolling. <laughs> it's kind of crazy when you like actually think about it and put it into perspective. So anyway, for six days so far, I um, have pretty much been off Instagram. The only times I posted were to promote the new podcast, um, a new video that I uploaded, and then to post on the unfiltered Instagram for this episode. So other than that, I have not, I've like, if I'm not on doing that, then I'll, de- I'll delete the app and I've had the app deleted. And I do feel like it's been really, really good for me. I think I actually want to continue with at least my Instagram detox because genuinely if I, like, if I have the app on my phone, on my little first screen homepage, I know that like after Twitter, I'm just going to go right over to Instagram. It's almost like the habit of it, like the muscle memory of it, right? Just like closing an app and going into another app and just continuing scrolling. So um, I just feel like that's been very good for me and I would like to actually just continue that. And I've also been kind of trying to make the effort like when I hang out with people, I've genuinely been trying to make the effort to like put my phone over on the, in another room, like put my phone like on silent and put it on the other side of the room. Don't check it while we're like hanging out, watching TV on the couch or like cuddling and stuff like that. Like it's just, you know, it's always a good thing to do to feel like you don't have to have it right next to you all the time. Right. So Um, maybe this week I should take my Twitter break. I am like, I love Twitter so much. It's going to be so hard. I think it's going to be harder for me to, to do Twitter. So anyway, that is another bop. I don't really ever done that before. So I think that just doing that, you know, ever so regularly is, and just like, I just want to be more, I literally just want to spend less time on my phone. And I know that I'm the only person that's in charge of that. So that is an active, like moving forward goal that... I think I can achieve it. I just got to actually make those steps to making myself successful at that. Okay. And our last bop of the week, I thought that this one would be fun to include a new part of the bops and flops. I don't know if I'll do it every week, but I'm going to try to, if I have something that I want to talk about. And it is basically a product or purchase bop of the week in honor of, you know, last week's episode, which a lot of you guys enjoyed. It was kind of like a beauty baby 44 throwback, a fall favorites (laughs) tag. Um, if you guys missed that episode, I did a little favorite things about fall tag YouTube video, like in the podcast. And I talked about a lot of current favorites, which I haven't really talked about, you know, beauty, hair, fashion favorites on the podcast that much. So that's why I kind of wanted to include this little segment in the bop. So let me know how you guys feel about this. I think it will be fun. So my product bop of the week is a new mascara. Holy shit. I've been meaning to get a new mascara for literally like two months now. I was using this like sample little mini, mini, mini mascara that honestly dried up like a month and a half ago. And I've just like still been using it, but honestly, it's just like was doing nothing basically for my eyelashes product is the Fenty Beauty Full Frontal Mascara. Um, it has a pretty, pretty big wand, not like a huge wand. And typically I don't really like giant wands cause I feel like I don't have as much control over it. And I always like smudge my mascara with a giant wand onto my eyelids, but it's just really good. And in combination with like my lash primer and my eyelash curler it made my lashes look freaking crazy, like super long. So, uh, that is my product of the week. And also like, I know a lot of people have been talking about, um, Savage X. Fenty, Rihanna's lingerie brand. Um, I need to watch, I think it's available now. I need to watch the new fashion show. I remember watching it last time. Was that already a year ago? It had to have been because I think I watched it with my ex and that was like a year ago. So anyway, I got to watch the fashion show, but yeah, um, you know, Rihanna's just you guys may know she is like one of my biggest idols. She is one of my top, I would say two female music artists of all time. You know, Ree, we are waiting on that next album. It's, you know, only been almost five years, but I'll continue waiting for my queen. I will wait for her 
As long as she needs. Yeah, I actually haven't tried that much from Fenty Beauty at all. So it kind of motivated me to be like, bitch, I should try some more stuff. So um, if any of you guys are interested in the mascara, I'll link it in the show notes of this episode if you want to go check it out or whatever. Um, And now you guys, I made that really long this week, the intro on bops and flops. So (laughs) let's go ahead and do our sponsor and then we'll go ahead and get into our episode. Thank you so much to our long time sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer, Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. All right, guys, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, areas that we may be settling in our lives. I settle because it is a place of comfort and it is a place of not really having to do the work, not having to acknowledge and think about what we actually really want and deserve and doing that, doing that work because a lot of times, you know, it's actually easier to settle in some area than to do the steps that it would take to be, you know, thriving as I put it. The wording that I chose for this episode, yes, it is settling versus thriving, but you know, the opposite of settling could really be anything for you. I mean, for me, I would describe the opposite of settling as thriving, but maybe you don't identify with the word thriving as the opposite of settling. So it's just kind of whatever your version of that would be. That's kind of what I want you to go with as we discuss, um, because I know that that is a word that I like, but maybe everyone doesn't feel like they need to you know, be thriving all the time, right? And also, of course, um, I want to acknowledge that I don't feel like I've ever really been at a point in my life where I am thriving in all areas. Like, oh, everything is, wow, I'm putting my 100, my best into absolutely everything all at the same time, you know? So there are, <laughs> that would take so much. And maybe like that's the goal to get to that point. But at the same time, it's like, that's probably going to be exhausting. So as I talk about this, I just want to make it clear that, you know, I don't, I don't think that everyone needs to be thriving at every single thing all the time in all areas of their life. I mean, there, that's just not real life. You know what I mean? We're not going to probably, we're probably not going to be thriving in our mental health and our personal physical health and fitness and our career and our romantic life and our family life and our continue, continue, whatever is important to you life, you know, like that is so much. So, um, I think it's more like when you identify those areas that you might be settling the most in and like really can identify it as, okay, maybe I'm settling right now in my state of my health and fitness. Like that is something for me that's pretty real right now. That is definitely a journey and it comes with its highs and lows. And right now I do feel like I'm at one of my lower points with that. And I know that I have all the power to not be settling. I have the power to be thriving if I put in the time and and the work. So that's what I mean. I want us to just kind of identify that one area or those two areas that we do feel like we might be settling the most and kind of focus on that and not try to focus on like, oh, every aspect of life all at once. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, I feel like I have settled a lot in my life and I can look back at those times now and point it out. But in the moment it can actually be really, really hard to realize sometimes. So what does the opposite of settling mean to you? That's what I would ask you guys to ask yourselves. And for me, it would be 
thriving. And by that, you know, specifically, I mean living, doing things and making decisions to my greatest potential to benefit not only myself now, but also myself in the future. Not settling means that I'm going to say no to a lot of things and opportunities and people along the way that aren't in line with achieving the best for myself. So that's why I said that settling is easier a lot of times than not settling because not settling involves doing the work and potentially some uncomfortable situations, conversations, and saying no to things that aren't, not to get too spiritual, but aren't in alignment, right? And that could be that could be thought of as spiritual or that could be just in alignment with your future self that you are trying to get to. So some real life examples of what settling versus thriving can look like. So for example, wanting to move somewhere new, new people, new scenery, just kind of an overall new life. Saying for months or even years that you are going to do it and holding excitement around it. And it's always this idea in the back of your head, almost like this, you know, this future thing, right? Um, But not ever truly acting on the steps and plan. So essentially the settling, you know, is avoiding the real hard steps like saving money, looking for jobs, apartments, etc. because it is easier and more comfortable to not save and to not do the work and to stay where you are, but you know, you do still want to move. So it's more of like just holding space for wanting to do something versus acting on it and actually taking those active steps to do it. So that's an example that I thought of. And um, another one I thought of is in terms of dating. And this is actually one that I can fully relate to. Um, so whenever I read this, just know it's from place of a place where I have been to. So it's not like, you know, never trying to like call anyone out. This is just an example of real life, how I have definitely settled. So for example, you are casually dating, you meet someone on a dating app and you decide to go meet up for a first date. You go into the date kind of blind. You don't know what to expect. You don't really ask yourself, sit with yourself and ask yourself too much what you're looking for from the date or from this person, um, what you want to happen or don't want to happen or go over your boundaries over with the date or with this person. So the date goes pretty well. They're, they're nice and it was definitely fun. You guys had good conversation, you laughed, etc. But the end of the date comes and you want to go in for a hug instead of going in for that kiss um, <laughs> because you just didn't feel that spark. So a few days later, they message you that they had a nice time and they ask you to go out again. You feel bad saying no because you did have a good time and they're really nice. So you say yes, even though you don't see yourself really actually dating them. You keep going on a few more dates like this instead of dating intentionally and only entertaining real, genuine, romantic connections. So this is one that, like I said, um, I came up with because I fully can relate to it. And um, I was doing this a lot when I first got back into dating after like three years of not dating because I like, you know, I'm not going to say I forgot how to date, but I was doing that type of thing. Um, where you'll like go on a first date and all the first dates I went on from dating apps were pretty good. Like I went on multiple second dates. Um, pretty much all of them like were good. I didn't really have like a bad first date, which is a little surprising, but, um, I found myself like after the first date, I never really, other than like one time I was not really like feeling the total, the total spark. Right. But, or after like two dates, I realized, you know, like sometimes you have to give your, give it a second date. Basically, I just feel like I felt bad saying no to like a second date or a third date. And if the other person wanted to, and I genuinely thought like I had fun and that they were nice and we had, you know, good conversation. I was like, that means that I should say yes. 
But I think deep down, like I know how I'm feeling if I would actually like want to date that person or not. And I would still be like finding myself feeling like I should say yes to a second or a third date, even if I like didn't feel that spark. And I just was kind of like, well, we had a good time. Like maybe we could be friends or something. And it's like, what? That is like not the purpose of dating. Like the purpose of dating is to hopefully find a like real romantic connection. Maybe you will go on a date and you actually, that leads you to a new friend in your life. And that's great, but that's not necessarily, you know, the intention. So I just brought this one up because I feel like it's definitely a real example of settling in the way that we are dating. And an example of thriving in the way of dating would be like, okay, I'm not going to say yes to someone asking me on a second date if I don't feel totally, totally like I had a great time or I'm not going to continue saying yes. Like maybe you take that second date, right? But if you're still not feeling it after that second date, okay, then that's the time where we're not going to entertain this anymore. We're going to date intentionally and I'm going to put my time and effort hopefully into finding a different person because that person didn't make me, you know, it's not that person's fault. It's just the, the spark wasn't there. The connection wasn't there, right? So it's essentially a waste of both of our times to keep entertaining that connection if I genuinely do not believe that it is going to give me what I need, right? So a lot of this, I feel like, is about that idea of your comfort zone. And it <laughs> there, it's no secret that it's hard to leave the comfort zone. It's I think it's hard for most people. I mean, who is just sitting here like, oh, it's so easy for me to just jump outside of my comfort zone every single day. You know, it's it's hard for most of us. But overall, the comfort zone is that place where we are going to settle. The comfort zone is that place that we don't have to do the uncomfortable, hard work or the things that we don't exactly know how to do. It's that place where like we just sit there and we do kind of what we've been doing, we do the routine, we do our bare minimum, and we don't have to challenge ourselves. We don't have to do the hard shit to get to the goal. I wanted to share one last kind of personal real life situation for where I really do feel like I have settled and how I actually got to a point where I feel like I am thriving now from that point of settling. So this has to do with my career. You know, I've been doing this job for almost 11 years. (laughs) And of course, with any career um, and anything, there's going to be high points and low points and points of thriving and points of not thriving. So um, I guess where I feel like I definitely was settling for sure in regards to my career is just this point where I felt like I had accepted that I had peaked in my job and losing motivation and just overall being really inconsistent instead of doing the work and changing up my ways. So instead of doing that, you know, I was just allowing myself to fail and accepting that mindset for myself. And I was actually like not only thinking, but speaking into existence, my failures and my lack of success. Like I would talk about it. I would think about it so much. I would let it bring me down. I was just really in this place for a couple years where I just, I really overall felt like a failure, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to make that known. Uh, You know what I mean? It was just, it was not a good place to be in, but at the same time, it was all in my mindset. It was all completely in my mindset and allowing myself to feel that. And I was accepting less because I thought that that was all I could get. I was accepting low offers for my work and my content versus saying no and standing my ground to, oh, these are my rates. So how I went from there to thriving in my career is I committed to consistency and I committed to start actually doing the work versus being inconsistent. So I committed to showing up and posting and being consistent and changing things up. And I started saying no to low offers and things that weren't aligned with what I knew I deserved. So for example, 
In my particular job, there are rates that we have for our work. So as a content creator, you're going to have rates for YouTube and Instagram posts and things like that, right? Um, For brands that want to work with you. And you will negotiate and email with brands about those rates when they contact you for working together. And, um, you know, something that I did for a while there was I would give my rates. And then a lot of times, I mean, this happens more often than not because, you know, there's things called budgets, (laughs) you know, the brand would respond to me sending over my rates and they would say, okay, well, you know, we can offer this. This is our highest offer. And a lot of times, most times it's going to be less than what your rates are. Um, because brands have budgets, but you can also negotiate. And I was in this place for a while of like, I just felt like, you know, I wasn't getting that much. And I was like, okay, I'm going to accept, you know, they've only, they only offered half or a third of my normal rate, but I'm going to say yes. I'm not even going to try to negotiate. I'm going to, I'm going to say, okay, I can do it. And accepting that. Okay. (laughs) But this is the thing. You have your rates for a reason. And a lot of people, creatives, they have their rates. You know, that's like a photographer saying, hey, this is my rate for a two-hour shoot. And then somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, could you do that two-hour shoot but for a third of the price? Because that's all I can afford. Like, that's the exact same thing as a client coming to you for your work and offering you a third of what the cost is. Even put it in the terms of going into a store and picking up, you know, a jacket that's $150. And this is not a thrift store, okay? (laughs) This is going up to, you know, you're at free people. A jacket's $150. You go up to the register and you're like, okay, so I only have 50. Do you think that I could get the jacket? (laughs) It's like, you know, if you actually think about it in terms of like product or service, and that is the cost and you actually have, you know, fair, normal rates, right? Um, Accepting less, it just really isn't um, ever going to get you anywhere good. Maybe I'll go back and negotiate and try and be like, okay, I can meet you here. Like it's almost there. You know, that's different. If it's, you know, something that I'm very interested in the brand or the company. And I'm like, this is something that really is in alignment with me. And I understand that this is like a smaller brand. They have, you know, more of a budget, then that's a different situation. Just to show how this can actually play out is, for example, um, about a week ago, I was contacted by a brand and uh, they asked for my rates. I sent over my rates. I had worked with this brand before, so I was interested in working with them again because I like this brand. I sent over my rates and they replied and they said, okay, well, you know, this is the most we can offer. And I think it was about half of my normal rate. So I replied and I said, thank you so much for the offer. I totally understand the budget, um, but at this time I'm going to have to decline um, the rate. Thank you so much. Let me know if you, you know, ever have anything that comes up in the future. So about two days later, I got an email back from the contact at that brand. And she said, after much deliberation, we have been able to secure your rate. (laughs) Would you like to move forward? And then I was able to reply and be like, Yes. Um, that's such great news. Thank you so much. Maybe that's not going to be able to relate to everybody, you know, that doesn't have to negotiate their rates for their work, but it just goes to show the mindset of I'm going to accept less for myself in terms of money, in terms of career, in terms of romance, friendship, accepting less. It's not going to lead you to the results that you want and that you deserve. So actually saying no to offers and people and things that aren't in alignment is actually going to benefit you more than saying yes to those things because, oh, I don't know if this brand's going to email me again if I say no, or, oh, I like could use, you know, half of my rate money, but like, should I accept it? No, because then if that person rehires you, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be like, can I pay you? You know, can I come and rehire you? Oh, but you charged me only half the rate last time so that they're going to do that again. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, now that I have talked about myself enough, let's go ahead and get into some of you guys' situations that you either asked advice on or that you just wanted to submit for this episode. So thank you guys so much to all of you who submitted. I asked, of course, over on the podcast Instagram, which is unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes. It's always linked in the show notes if you guys want to follow and be able to participate in the future episodes and have your questions submitted, have your you know stories and situations. I love 
sharing what you guys have to say. This one is from Mary. She says, settling versus thriving. This might be a little long, so please bear with me. In 2018, I didn't get I didn't get accepted to grad school right out of undergrad like I'd wanted to. So I accepted a position traveling and doing marketing for a big sandwich company. At first, the job was absolutely incredible. I got to travel the US for free and racked up so many airline miles and I was absolutely thriving. For 6 months, I was able to have this job and having the best time of my life. Unfortunately for me, the company decided to restructure and got rid of that position and the new position I was given was similar, but I was regionalized and instead of traveling in teams and having fun, I was by myself and it was honestly a really sad time because I didn't like the job. The problem was that this job paid really, really well. So I found myself just settling because I was comfortable. I paid off my student loans and entirely paid off for a new car, but I was kind of sad inside all the time because I missed working in teams. I got passed up for promotion after promotion that I felt I was the most qualified for. Literally a girl that I trained got promoted before me. And eventually my boss promoted one of my coworkers without even telling me that the position was open. I remember crying in a hotel room and deciding right then that I was going to apply to grad school again. Flash forward a year and I have an amazing graduate assistantship and I'm actually doing work that makes me feel fulfilled. At the time, I didn't realize how much I was settling because the money was so good. I just got to a point where I realized that feeling respected and fulfilled in my work is what I need to thrive even if I'm not making that same money. Well, I definitely wanted to read that because I feel like definitely in terms of career and jobs, there is there often can be that struggle of something that is more fulfilling in certain ways, like making you happy and excited, more excited to go to, like you're talking about, versus a job that can be you know fulfilling financially but not fulfilling in any other ways and really draining you a lot. So of course it can be you know what's more important to you and what do you need to attract in your life. And hopefully you can have a job that gives you both. Right. But, um, I thought that this was a really good one to read out and thank you so much for submitting. Kelsey says, I want to move to a new city. Some of my friends also want to, but aren't ready to commit yet. Should I wait for them? So I have roommates slash friends or just get a studio. I'm scared they'll move after I do. And I'm stuck in a lease when they're all having fun living together. Any thoughts? Hmm. Okay. In terms of what I've seen play out with people saying that they are going to move somewhere, but they're kind of not really ready to commit, it doesn't mean that they're never going to commit, of course, but I do think it's not worth holding yourself back from if that is something that you're trying to do pretty, you know, before them. I don't think it's ever worth waiting on other people if they're really not like set on a certain time or date. And honestly, I do think that even you moving and being on your own and doing that could give them a push and could, you know, inspire them to start saving up more and be ready to commit. Um, a lot of times you could be able to get a lease for less than a year. Um, so I would try to look at places that you could maybe do like a six month lease or a month to month lease if you're worried about, you know, like what you said. Um, but also like, I do think that, you know, the situation is just going to play out how it's meant to. And I think that if you're feeling this call to move, I, I really don't think it's worth waiting on them. And I think that, you know, if you really think, you know, my friends are going to be there soon, they will be there and you will get to hang out with them. And even if they're, even if it's literally what you said and like you move and then they move and they're all like living and having fun together, you can go and see them all the time. You can hang out with them all the time if they actually end up doing that. But who even knows if they're gonna, you know, move. So I would say to follow what you are feeling and you've probably already been waiting around for them a while. So, you know, I would just be like, you know what, guys, I'm like really doing it. I am talking with apartment complexes. I'm touring places, whatever. And if that still doesn't motivate them to be like, you know what, it's time I'm ready, which I know it's hard um, because people, when you have other people that are involved, it's just like different timelines and it's going to be hard for everyone to be ready at the same time. Right. But I think you should probably get a studio and just go out there and do your thing. And I think it'll probably be for the best for you. And if your friends end up there, then you guys can probably live together in the future. And I wouldn't be worried about like, you know, getting stuck in a lease and them moving there because 
that's probably not even how it's going to play out. And I think that you will be happier if you don't feel like you're just sitting back waiting around for some people that might never be ready, right? Okay, next one. I often find myself living in fear of disappointing my family, specifically my parents, which leads me to making decisions that don't fulfill me. I've moved across the country, so daily things are fulfilling, but things like career and relationships often fall short. I'm in the closet and feel like it's stunting my ability to really fall in love. I'm not sure if I have a question, but wondering if you have any advice on family pressure and how to live your life for you and not other people so you aren't settling and you can start thriving. I think it's great that you said you've moved across the country and that you're thriving in kind of your day-to-day life. You know, of course, I've never come out before. I have no, you know, experience with being in the closet and decide, you know, when I'm going to come out. So I would never want to speak on that because I don't have any experience and I just send you love and strength. It's very hard to not let how other people feel or the fear, right, of how other people might react or feel to what we're doing in our lives, you know, prevent us from acting, right? I think a lot of us can definitely feel that way. But I do think overall that you're going to probably continue kind of feeling this way unless you do decide to, you know what I mean? Date intentionally, like you said, you know, date for yourself instead of, you know, based off of fear of what other people are going to think or say. But as for family pressure, you know, I would like to think that your family is going to love you for being happy and doing what's best for you, even if maybe initially the reaction isn't so great. You know, hopefully you know them enough that they would be able to come around and accept you and support you. I don't know how much you want to share with your family about, you know, your sexuality and different things like that. But I would say that, you know, you are, you have already made these great steps of moving out on your own and kind of like almost, it sounds like starting a new life. So why not continue that with dating who you want to date and trying that out? I think that life's too short overall to not live the things that you want to be doing out of fear of what somebody else might do or think. And of course that, you know, can be easier said than done, right? But um, I would just see how it goes dating intentionally and being more honest about who you are and just see what that brings you and maybe just, you know, baby steps. Just enjoy your life and do what feels true to you. And um, I know it's really hard when you're in that place of fear, but I mean, ask yourself what's the worst thing that can happen and that's probably not even going to happen. Like the worst case scenario is probably not even going to happen. So if you set yourself up for, for that, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Okay, let's read another one. This is from Kate and she says, Hey, Linz, this has been a big struggle for me this year. I renewed my lease back in February for my old apartment with my old college BFF. When Miss Rona hit and I was getting no callbacks from jobs, I decided it would be best for me to move back home. I was able to break the lease on my apartment, but this caused a lot of drama and problems with my old best friend. I knew I needed to move back home so I could save money while paying off credit card debt and my student loans from college. I can relate to that girl, but my best friend took it as I was abandoning her and leaving her all alone. I ended up finding a new job at State Farm right before I moved and it was in my college town. Even though the job was a perfect commute from my old apartment, I still decided to move back home because quite honestly, the hourly pay was not going to pay the bills. So I commuted every day from home to work, which was 100 plus miles per day and three hours at least in the car. I lasted at that job for about three months before I found a new job that is a remote position and a $4 raise. I know this message is hella long, but long story short, this year has taught me so much about doing the best for me and thriving. I've truly put myself first for once and I feel so great about it. Girl, I am feeling inspired. Like, yes. I do think that, you know, doing what's best for you and what you feel like you got to do, even if it's hard, um, is always going to be the best option. 
And I love that you ended it with that you're putting yourself first. And look at you. You got a raise, you got a better job, and you're home paying off your shit. So that's pretty much everything you could have wanted, I feel like. So um, definitely is inspiring to hear. All right. I currently feel like I am settling in my life and relationship right now. I am 23 and have been with the most amazing man for about a year, living in the town where I attended uni. But I do not want a monogamous relationship, nor do I really feel like I am in love with my boyfriend. We've both discussed how we don't feel in love. I want adventure, but I don't know how I will be able to move on from the pain of change. I want to thrive. I think it's really important to acknowledge, first of all, you said, I don't want a monogamous relationship. Second of all, you said, I don't feel like I am really in love with my boyfriend. And third of all, you said, we've both discussed how we don't feel in love. So I think those are three pretty good reasons to try something different. And I think that it doesn't sound like it's going to come at that much of a surprise to your boyfriend because I guess you guys have discussed not truly feeling in love and especially how you said, you know, I don't want a monogamous relationship. I'm sure that that's something you guys have talked about. And you said, you know, I want adventure. It sounds like, yes, you know, you can have a lot of love for this person, And it's probably comfortable and it's something that you're used to. Nobody's going to make this decision for you. Nobody's going to come in and, you know, make the change happen. So I think that, you know, you've already said a lot. And I think now it's just about the decision to, are you going to put yourself first? Because genuinely, well, what you said that I kind of wanted to like speak on a little bit was, I don't know how I will be able to move on from the pain of change. Trust me from feeling, you know, some similar things to this, you will be able to move forward and you will be able to move on from, you know, making this change. I know that you will. You lived without this person for probably years of your life before. And I think that if you can just have an open, honest conversation, it honestly sounds like probably going to be the best for both of you. If they have also acknowledged, you know, with you that you guys are not feeling genuinely in love anymore, if that's correct as to what you wrote. And of course, this is one of those situations where maybe it's easier to settle and stay in this relationship for fear of the unknown, for fear of change. But I also think it's so exciting what you said about like, I want to thrive. I want adventure. And I think that your partner will probably be able to be happy for you. And I think that you are going to be putting out that energy and you're going to find that. So, um, you know, it's not ever easy to end a relationship. It's not ever easy, but I think that this just... I think just like read over what you said and like those main points and realize that, you know, staying in this place where you guys are not giving each other everything you need, you're not completely 100% fulfilled. Like you are settling for a relationship that doesn't have all the love you need and doesn't have the types of terms, right? That you need. So I would say go and be single for a while, girl. See how it goes. Give yourself some time to be single and on your own and you will heal. Trust me, you're going to heal from this. Um, It's going to take some time. It's not going to be instant, but try to just give yourself what you have acknowledged that you need and that you want. Okay. Advice for feeling like you haven't accomplished enough or met goals by certain ages and advice for feeling pressured to be married, financially independent by mid to late twenties. So yeah, this all sounds like this almost time frame that our our brains and you know just other people and life sets up for us in general. That's like you graduate college, then you get your first big person job, and then you meet your husband and you guys get married. And then in two years, you have your first baby. (laughs) And then you have your other kid. It's like, okay, you know, yes, if that's what you want, of course you should have these things. But I do think it's hard sometimes to 
except that these things don't happen for everybody at the same times. And there's no point in rushing it genuinely. Okay. It's not going to make you happy to agree to marry someone and get married to someone and start having kids with someone because you feel like, Oh, I should have done it by this age. This is my only chance. You know, I'm getting to be my late twenties. Like people are getting taken up. This is my only chance. It is not going to make you happier to be in something that you're not fully confident in. Okay. So please realize that as for feeling like you haven't accomplished enough or met goals by certain ages i mean there are so many people that got successful in their life when they were like 50 40 you know what i mean like everything doesn't have to be done in this time period where you're like 25 to 35 you know like all these this 10 years like right after college where it's like oh I'm gonna be advancing in my career oh maybe I'm gonna get engaged maybe I'm gonna get married maybe I'm gonna have my first baby like yes you know if those things happen to work out and that is what you want and that fits in your time frame then that's great we're not in control of all that stuff and it's gonna happen when it happens and it's not gonna be maybe at the time that we thought for ourselves. So I don't know if it's yourself that you're feeling pressured by to be, you know, married and financially independent by your mid late twenties, or I don't know if it's other people that could definitely be a, you know, outside, outside forces too. But I think overall, the thing I would say to, to accept and to remember is that if something is forced or if something is, you know, you're just settling for something because you're like, I am this age, I feel like I should be doing this. It's just not actually going to bring you what you want because it's not in the natural, you know, course, time frame. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm kind of like losing track of my words right now, but I feel like, um, yeah, this is something that I'm sure a lot of us women, especially feel like pressure of like getting older and like finding that person. And then even when you're like 30, 35, it's like, oh, we only have these certain years that we're more fertile and we can have kids. It's like, everything just feels like it's like this, like age fucking pressure. I think that really just sitting with yourself and trying not to let those outside forces like influence you, that pressure and just being like, okay, what do I actually want? And how can I maybe let go of this idea of having to do it by a certain age? Because genuinely, like so many people are not going to have that shit happen at the time they think it's going to happen. And so just accepting that, like, it's all going to happen in due time. And there's really, really no point in rushing it. Okay, guys, I did get some more questions, but I realized I've been recording for a while and I think I've answered some good ones. And I think we've talked about a lot of good situations, you know, romance, career, family pressure, um, moving, all kinds of things like that. So I do hope that you guys enjoyed this. Of course, I hope it was helpful. If you guys are interested in more content, you guys know all of my secret content that is not allowed on YouTube is on my Patreon. That is always linked in the show notes if you guys ever want to go check it out and support. And I put up a new YouTube vlog last week if you guys missed that. And if you guys want to keep up with the podcast and submitting situations and advice for next week's episode, just go ahead and follow the podcast on instagram it is linked in the show notes as well so definitely go and check that out thank you guys for listening as always i love you i appreciate you and you'll hear from me again next week bye guys